Oh, we look weird. <laughs> we look we're fine. boxed in. We're boxed in. It's like we're fam. We're like uh, the Brady Bunch. It's wider than I expected. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. How late is the latency? Okay, so that's booping up here. That's the Miller's over here. Okay. Hey yo. See my, see my dad's cup. Who got you that cup, by the way? Ah, uh, you? I don't think it was you. But then wait, again, you got me a lot of cups. I've gotten you way too many cups that I'm kind of proud to share. Honestly. All right. Let's go. Raise one for the team. Raise one to you guys. Cheers. 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 Let's do this. Let's have a good time. Anyone on Facebook, thank you for joining. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel free to drop comments. Say hello. Say, you know, Chris's take sucks. Anything you want is open. If you guys are just watching us for the first time, you guys will realize that I'm always right and they're always wrong. Just, <laughs> you just get used to it. All right. We're rocking the Crosstown Classics. For the people in Chicago, you know what week it is. Sad it's not a weekend anymore, but, you know. The Sox are winning 4-2, to two, last I checked. Are you guys feeling? You guys feeling confident? It's the White Sox, of course. We're always feeling. Yeah, I'm very much confident against the White Sox. <laughs> uh, it's kind of sad. Um, yeah, you're about to score. You just. Scored. I think Lynn was pitching, and it's his probably his last. You're gonna, score you could White break Sox. this game open right now. What? Well, are you talking? Yeah, I said you could break this game open right now. You have bases loaded, oh. one out. There may or may not be bets being placed on this. You would place bets, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. All right, let's do this. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do this. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. We're going live on Facebook for the first time. So anyone Woo! new there, hello. Welcome, welcome, This is welcome. what we do. I don't think the show will be any different than what it normally is. We're just talking, having a good time with our friends, but we are glad you're here today. Um, let's see. What do we do here, boys? We skim the Chicago landscape. Maybe the world landscape from our Chicago perspective, and give you any positive news that we can bring. You know, here rooting for the teams here is tough sometimes; it's hard to find, but we try to find positivity when we can. I'm your host, Boo Pen, joined as always by my positive brigade members, CJ yeah. and Miller. Boys, how we doing? Oh, we're doing great. Positive wow. brigade. Reporting for duty. Reporting I feel for like duty. my Wait, energy a, is here. What's the How I Met Your Mother? What's the How I Met Your Mother reference? Something you duty? Something duty. <laughs> Something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> Officer duty reporting. 
You can find us on Facebook under Trio Positivity Podcast and at Twitter at Trio Positivity. In today's episode, boys, what we'll do, we'll talk about the news that stood out to us. Let's be honest, a lot of NFL content as the camps are starting. Uh, We'll talk about the Cubs and Sox. As you can tell, we're rocking the jerseys. And at the end, we'll talk about the trend deadline. You know, um, it's like three, four days away. Lots of moves anticipated. We'll talk about some of the teams that we think would be buyers, some sellers, all that good stuff. Uh, Let's see. Um, Before we get started, anything you guys want to cover? We can dive right in otherwise. Well, you're forgetting Uh, one of the biggest pieces of news out there right now. I would have to agree. We have to give a moment of silence. We have to pour one out. The Blackhawks owner, Rocky Wirtz. Cheers to him. Sad day in Chicago and Blackhawks nation. Losing uh, the owner. And how do we even say it? What The guy that took the Blackhawks to the next level in Chicago. I mean, before he joined, his dad was the owner. Didn't have the the Blackhawks on TV. They weren't even relevant to the city. And then all of a sudden, well, unfortunately, his dad passes away. He becomes owner. The first thing he does is put the the Hawks right back on the map. They are immediately going to – they immediately become on TV. So the whole city is involved. They're watching them on a daily basis. And then next thing you know, he's leading the team to three cups and – Five years. It's he completely changed the franchise, and it was it kind of brought me back a little. Um, listening to all the coverage on it and, and reminiscing on everything that he's done from the Blackhawks and the city. So uh, definitely have to take a moment here and um, honor, honor honor Rocky and cheers to him. Here 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 here. Yeah, I definitely saw some. Post around that on Twitter and stuff like that. So I definitely agree with you, Miller. We, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about Taves and what he meant to the team. It's the same thing. That legacy was brought on by Rocky. So 100% agreed. Okay. Uh, now, moving on to the did you hear this section. CJ, what you got for us? What stood out to you this week? Boys, do I have news in the soccer world, which obviously I know you guys know a lot about, so I'm going to ask you to hold your horses here. We know a lot about the input. women's the women's World Cup is what we know. Oh, but the, you know, it's still and soccer. Messi with his shirt off. Messi with his shirt off. That's true too. Just care about the shirt. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about probably one of the crazier things that I've seen in regards to soccer. So a couple of days ago, <clears throat> there were a couple of reports out there that a team from France, PSG. Uh, reportedly agreed to a record transfer bid of $332 million to sell their French star and World Cup champion, Kylian Mbappe. Uh, The team that made that bid is Al-Hilal, which I think I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm not, I apologize. Uh, They are from Saudi Arabia. Now, at first, this was all kind of speculation, but then it was actually confirmed by PSG on Monday that they did, in fact, accept the bid, which means it actually gave permission to Mbappe and the club to negotiate a contract. <clears throat> now, the record bid of $332 million was the second biggest news that was reported out there because the 
bigger news of all of this, which I think a lot of kids, a lot of parents now are going to want their kids invested in soccer at some point. The Saudi America, the Saudi Arabia club is offering Mbappe a one year, $776 million salary. That's reported. It hasn't been confirmed. Now, what's crazy is they have to complete everything, meaning the contract has to be negotiated and accepted, and the bid will have to be uh, paid out, I believe, uh, to the club before September 1st because that is when the summer transfer window closes. They'll have another opportunity in December during the winter. So that's the biggest news that has come out. A lot of uh, athletes in the U.S. have seen the number. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks is... Um, Giannis was very, very intrigued by this. And also LeBron kind of tweeted saying that he would take one year, $776 million to play. Uh, so I want to throw it over to you guys, especially Monsieur Miller. What do you think? Would you take one year, $776 million to play in Saudi Arabia? Of course. Can I, can I add some for him? I Heck would yeah. not. It's the stupidest fucking thing. And you know what, Chris? Or CJ, you know what I love about you? You're the fan yeah, of the Chris? what ifs, aren't you? You're the fan of the news stories much, that yes. might not even happen. Because Mbappe already rejected the fucking offer. But still we're talking about it. Just like we talk about the stadium bullshit. But fine. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. <laughs> so we're on Facebook. Let's have it's fun. Been, so it's I, been I reported. Hold on. Hold on. One second. It's been reported, but Mbappe has not come out and said that it's been rejected. They are still in negotiations because the club has already accepted the bid. He literally came so, out and said he would not re- re- negotiate. Yeah. Goodness gracious, but it's fine. No, I would never still, accept blood money from Saudi Arabia. The bid. And for the record, Tiger Woods got the same offer from Live Golf that's from Saudi Arabia as well. So yeah, to sit here and say he parents are going to push paid. their kids towards soccer is bullshit bullshit it's whatever the next saudi dictator wants to do with their trust fund that's where the, that's the sport they're gonna go but the problem is easy many soccer questions not from my side many many soccer questions many many or many many that I, I, many 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 okay go for it okay first one is this the same club where ronaldo was playing no. is playing okay no. it's a different one. different club okay second question which i'm Already forgot. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that that was enough soccer. <laughs> so, so because guys, this is our first live stream. We actually have a question from the chat, and I'm going to throw it to you guys. A question by our fan Hannah. We're not going to release the last name. Do you think, or do do you think this is affecting the integrity of the game? Oh, I will gladly <laughs> answer this question. Ooh. Miller no. had a very passionate take on this five episodes ago. Anna, if you want to go back and listen, but I mean, I think we should let Miller go first. What do you think, CJ? I already answered. It's not going to change the integrity of the game. This is part of the game. But yeah, go ahead, Miller. Let's, Miller, let's hear your awful Miller, take. Tear him down. Show him what's up. I feel like CJ kind of has a point when it comes to soccer. There's a lot of buyouts and stuff, and a lot of money changes hands, especially for. Um, the big time uh, football players. Sorry, pardon my language. 
But I did feel the opposite when it came to the PGA because they kind of inputted their their own brand on there and they made it all about themselves and tried to do stuff like that and change the game of golf where this is kind of just part of the game. Um, So I don't like it personally. I hated Ronaldo going over there selling. I still consider it a sellout, so I still lose respect to the people that do because I do feel like the money that they're getting is essentially blood money, a little less than that, but... The money isn't coming from legitimate. It's oil place. money. Yes, close to blood so, money. So it's like, it's. I don't think it's going to deteriorate the sport, but I feel like it might deteriorate the player's reputation. Soccer question again. Sure. <laughs> uh, just for the record, I think Messi was also offered before he signed for Miami. He but, was. Um, He's a he was man with cojones. He was offered less. Oh, interesting. Um, CJ. You know when the whole Super League or League One was happening with the yes. club? Was that yeah. also Saudi money? Were they trying to do that with that before they did the? Oh, I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. But okay. the 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 main issue with that was that the owners of each club decided to work together and create their own league. So that's why that one was more negated, and that one would have affected the integrity of the sport because the owners were basically saying, hey, we're the ones that are allowed to be in this league, no one else. And so I'm sure that they would have thought in the future they would have allowed more teams to kind of come in. But I I always equated that to, like, college football, where you have different teams that can kind of buy into, like, the Big Ten or the SEC, and then eventually they'll get a big TV deal and then they'll kind of spread the profits that way. But that Super League was... Oof. If you wanted to get really heated with soccer fans. You bring up the soccer league and that would have been, that was enough. That was enough to get people going. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Are we getting a Facebook call? Sports. Excuse me? Someone's getting a Facebook call, but hey, it's not me. It's not me. Hey, I am um, a professional. <laughs> I'm always I, prepared. The, the other thing I wanted to say is like, um, just the amount of money coming into this sports, you cannot say it doesn't affect the game, but it's like very interesting. They're making a ton of money to play this sport, you know. So it's like it's a really good conversation to have about. What are you like, talking? What, what are you saying? The amount of money coming into the sport. What are you talking like, about? The amount of money is going sports, to the, 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 the amount of money is going. Money's to the when it comes no 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 so when it comes to soccer there's always two ways of of the money being spread it's you you pay to have the player and then you negotiate a contract i think we discussed this a long time ago but soccer has always worked that way and there's only a select few players every 5 years that will always re- that will always break the transfer fee it will always be broken and but keep in mind that soccer football sorry is so corrupt that it's not like this money passes to Decent human beings are back to some of the players. It goes right into the owner's pocket. Let's be real. And, and, and it depends on how much they FIFA. want to invest. Like, I, I, like FIFA is definitely corrupt, but I don't think like the clubs and stuff, there's more accountability there. FIFA opinion. is the governing body. Any decision that any club around the world wants to make when it involves soccer, FIFA will have a touch on it. I don't think. I think you're giving too much credit to these organizations. All how right. much money do you think well, PSG spent to get Mbappe. They probably spread a pretty penny. 
I believe they bought him outright. I don't believe that he was part of a transfer. I can look at that real quick. They, if they bought him, Messi, move on. Neymar, and Mbappe on the same team, Chris? They were. They yeah. were. I mean, uh, think about the money being paid there, Miller. <laughs> it's not $700 exactly. million, but... All right, um, you know, for an American podcast, that's enough soccer talk, as someone would say. Football. Uh, we'll move on. We'll, football. I'm sorry. Football. Foot. And uh, we'll move Foot. on to real football. You know, the trans- the- just if now I can end it. The transfer fee that was originally paid uh, was 180 million to have. They made uh, 50 million on Mbappe. There you go. All right. Now the football, the football I want to talk about is the NFL. As you guys know, the the, the training uh, camps have started for the most part. I think all the teams are back at it, practicing. So a lot of NFL news came out. So I thought it would be a good idea to just give you guys a roundup on who got paid, who's holding out, and who lost money somehow in this process, okay? So uh, you guys have probably seen this. Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, got paid five-year, $262 million. $218 million guaranteed. Second highest be- behind Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, our very own homemade product, Titan Cole Komet, got paid. Four-year, $50 million. $32 million of that is guaranteed. Um, let's see. Um, moving on the defensive side, uh, Trevon Diggs got paid. Five-year, $97 million. Only $42 million is guaranteed out of that. Uh, so those are the people, mostly most of the people that got paid. Now, let's play a game. You guys ready? I'm ready. Throw out a name. Games. Well, I want to go back to Justin Herbert because uh, we uh, all know why, why are what's you like going to happen in a few years when Mr. Oh. Fields oh. turns the corner. I'm surprised I'm the one bringing this up because I thought CJ was going to interrupt here. Interesting. <laughs> but the bottom line is what? So this is Justin's third year. Next year, uh-huh. the Bears get to decide if they're going to keep him for the fifth year. Let's assume that they're going to keep him for the fifth year. So that means I think Herbert is going into his fourth. So the expectation yes. would be they're going to pay Justin next year. What type of a contract do you see Justin getting? Do you think it would be comparable to this? Do you think it would be higher than this? Now, I'm going to put a caveat on this. Justin throws for 4,000 yards. The Bears <laughs> don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I already love where this is going. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate it. Well, I'm not so going to sit here and say that. No, 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 no. For, for the context, for the context. We have two Bears fans on this podcast, and we have a Steelers oh, fan on this con- oh podcast. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Has Justin hey, thrown over 3,000? Has Which... Justin thrown over 3,000? No, I'm putting a no. caveat out there, dude. So it's why did you make it four? Make it three. Three? You're not going to sign a guy to a 200-plus million dollar contract if he throws for 3,200 yards. Good Lord. I'll say it. No. Justin Fields will not throw for 4,000 yards. If he throws for 4,000 yards, Bears are in the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Get out yes. of here. Okay, let's yes. get the, the idiot out of the room. Boopin. <laughs> Would you be okay with them paying without knowing much of a track record? And do you expect it to be higher? Because you know Burrow is going to probably get 500 plus 
and a 10-year from the Bengals. Yeah, if if he throws for over four thousand yard, I feel like we Sorry. have to. Like coming from the quarterback track record that we have, guys, like we don't have like Jay Cutler was an average quarterback at best, has most of our records. I feel like if Fields can throw for over four thousand yards, we have to lock him down. That's my that's my take. See, I'm gonna take the respectful disagreement on this, other than the other idiot. I don't think you can pay him if he just throws for 4,000. Now, if you tell me he pulls a Jalen Hurts, leads his team to the Super Bowl, then we can have that conversation. But you can't pay him top money for a guy that hasn't even, to CJ's point, he hasn't crossed that $3,000 barrier yet. If he hits 4,000 one year, that's great. But if realistically, they're probably not getting over nine wins, regardless of what he does. So I don't think you can break the bank for him off the off the bat like that. I think you need more of a track record. I know the team isn't that good, but here's the thing. Hey, I, so here, here's my thing. I, and that's where I think you and I will agree on this. Justin Fields thing, Justin Fields. If the bears, if he throws for 4,000 yards, not only will it be a credit to Justin Fields, it'll also be a credit to the coaching staff and to the GM to be able to produce a team that has that much yardage that the bears haven't seen in a long time. Right? So if, if we think 4,000 yards, I'm assuming a positive touchdown interception ratio and over how much, how many yards, how many rushing yards would he'll you, would be, you if he throws for five, four, he'll probably be like seven, eight, five, seven. Yeah. You sign him. You sign him. Five years. If he, if he does that this year, you give the man what he wants. And you also you continue to build the way that you've been building. You're acting like four thousand yards is this crazy benchmark. That's like it's the a norm benchmark in the that NFL. the Bears haven't hit. Who the fuck gives a shit? We're the worst. I, we have the I worst think... quarterback record in the freaking NFL, and you're gonna we say, had a great oh, we quarterback a couple years ago. I'm not gonna say so who. It's the biggest deal in the fucking world. I'm, we had a great Dude. quarterback a couple years ago. I'm not gonna mention who. But that quarterback hit 3,000 yards a couple times. If you can't we, hit 4,000 yards in the NFL, you should basically be a backup. That's I, my belief. I, I think, like, Miller, I, agree with Miller, I agree with Miller in this point. Hit. Go ahead, that, that, like, he finally has weapons. So if it's a one-trick point, if it's one year, maybe that's, you don't do that. that that's probably I, – I see that point. He hasn't done it before. It'll, it'll be an adjustment for his game. So I, I can see that point. I can see that point. But sure. what I'm trying to say is that that means that the team that's being built around him is working. So you have to continue that trend. So you would assume, again, assuming makes an ass out of you and everyone else apparently, that that team is going to get built for a Super Bowl run within three years if those numbers happen. Because that means I the think offense you're giving, is clicking. See, you're giving I'm way too much big, credit to 4,000 yards. The average quarterback Because the Bears have not 4, had 000. a quarterback that have thrown for 4,000 yards. Like, why does that matter? Why does the history... The historical factors of the Chicago Bears. It is Bears, an extra grain, the his, Chris. The, we one have of to the remember. worst quarterback. Who the fuck is Chris? Collections. <laughs> one of the worst collections <laughs> of quarterback in the league matter to this argument. The bottom line is the NFL has changed. It's so much more of a passing league now that most quarterbacks can hit that threshold. Just because Justin hits it doesn't mean that it's the biggest thing in the I, world. Now, if okay, so let me ask you this most, question. I don't question. think most. 5, 000, I don't think most. You sign him on the spot. As soon as he costs I don't know. Like I don't think most quarterbacks hit him. it. I I disagree there. It's, it's I an disagree extra as well. Like four thousand yards is like above average. Four thousand is top ten. Yes. So Please. let me let me put this out because uh, we are live streaming again. If you're if you are listening to this on our on our podcast form, we are. This is our first test stream. 
on Facebook. We will eventually branch out if we see a lot of interaction, a lot of success. Anthony has posed the question to us saying, do you think Fields will be the one to break the Bears QB curse? No. I will now leave it to Boopin and uh, Miller to go ahead and answer the question. Uh, my, my fingers are crossed. My toes are crossed. Other things about my body are also crossed. He's the guy. He has to be the guy. Come on. How much we have invested in him? He cannot. We cannot have another Mitch situation. Mitch was great. I'm For sorry, the record, I was up. incorrect. It's nine quarterbacks broke the 4,000-yard barrier, but I still think it's a barrier that Top needs 10. to get hit. Top 10. Right. Okay. I do, do I have think some news that will make you guys happy. Question. I do. I think he's going to... Now, will he lead us to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl? Maybe not. But I do think he is going to go down as the greatest Bears quarterback up until this point. Yes. He's our savior. Also, thank you, Anthony. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the five-star review. You're the man. Yes, thank you for that. Also, we've created a poll. Is Fields the guy, yes or no? On our on our Facebook stream, Chris, here. you don't get to vote. I already voted no, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, I, I agree with Miller. Uh, I know we're going to change topics here very soon, but um, if you have to start somewhere, if he hits four thousand, then I would assume you want him to hit forty five hundred, five thousand the following season. But that goes back to what I was saying. It's a credit to the coaching staff, it's a credit to the GM, the way the team is being built. Let's be honest. It is. I 100% agree with you. I just don't think that those benchmarks are necessarily realistic for his a quarterback like that type. I think he adds a dynamic running ability. I agree. So I don't think he's going to be a 5,000-yard passer. I don't think that's his game. I think four low fours and five, 600 yards is a sweet spot. But all I know but is if you I'll want to continue with it. your holdout stuff, you can continue. I just wanted to bring No, no, no. I, I have some good news. I think you'll make it happy. You know Aaron Rodgers and whatever. He's on a different team now. Daddy. We don't care about him. You know? <laughs> Stop calling him that. <laughs> he likes it. Stop calling him that. But somehow he lost money in this season of getting paid. So I thought it was hilarious. He didn't he was... lose money. He gave up money. He, he pushed it back a year. Give, give up money is not lose money? Okay, question for you, but later. It's still technically in his contract. Is that really giving him He was guaranteed to make $110 million. I thought it was hilarious. It's got nothing to do with what I was going to talk about. Now he's only making $75 million. I thought it was funny. I threw it in there. But you know, he chose he chose to re-sign it, and then I think Miller and I were having a side discussion. What happens we when think you go he's to his gonna... competitor? Yes, and Miller, you and I agree we, we're going to see the same thing next year. He's going to do some kind of movement like that for the cap space. I think he might just get a signing bonus. You know how these NFL teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but get, to lower the cap, money. though, right? He'll get his yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've talked for enough. I will not go on. I'll just name out a couple of huge holdouts happening. Nick Bosa, who left the NFL in sacks last year. He was like sixth in MVP, MVP votes. He's holding out because he's still on his rookie deal. Josh Jacobs. He's not really holding the... out, though, is he? I he's thought not. it came he's... out that they. Like, they know what's going on, and they're going to fucking pay him. They're just negotiating. Well, the, I don't know what you think a holdout is. Holdout yeah, you're is right. You're there. probably right. Okay, thank you. Josh Jacobs, who led the leagues in freaking rushing, he was a rushing champion, is holding out. He's not there. Um, Chris Jones, who was third in defensive player of the year ranking, 
had 15 and a half sacks. He's holding out Daniel Hunter, who like had 10 and a half sacks. Again, this is you guys can tell there's an order to this thing. 10 and a half sacks. He only is making five and a half million this year. He's also holding out. Here's what I found interesting, okay? From April draft, if you guys remember, the number one pick, Bryce Young. The number two, number two pick, CJ Stroud. Number four pick, Anthony Richardson. Number fifth, five pick, uh, Witherspoon. Number 15 pick, Will McDonald. And number 16 pick, the Gonzalez. They have not still signed, and they're like, I think they're practicing. I don't think they're holding out. I don't think because they're not signing. Yeah, yet, that's... But- that's not going to matter because the the CBA that they have, there's only a max that they could sign for, uh, depending on how they got drafted. You know, so you I, remember I, the Roquan debacle? It's all about some yes. specific language guaranteed bullshit. money, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. So it was more than I'm sure they're signing at the end. It was but like injury clause. It's, it's like a. It's. I don't think it's normal that it's like training camps are starting and they're still on site, especially like what three out of their top five picks, mm. four out of their top. But five they showed picks. up at the rookie mini camp and they showed up at. Um, OTAs. So, in all in in the same lens, I mean, look at the whole landscape of all these holdouts. I don't think it's normal for all these players to be holding out. I think this year has been kind of like an exception, and it may become a norm going forward where these players try to demand their rights to more money and more guarantees and shit like that. So, while you say it's not normal, that's true. It may be the norm. Yeah, no, um, that's fair, but. I, I just saw a list of first and second round picks not signed, and I was just like, what's going on? So I just put that on there. But um, that was what stood out to me. Uh, we are headed to Miller's Bears Corner. Bear, 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 bear. New bear name's still pending. Chicago Bears. Are we, are, wait, so did we – I'm sorry. I know you were doing your, your theme there, but do you like bears, Miller? Is <laughs> Depends what kind, baby. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Do you like the Chicago kind or the other kind? God. Oh, God. I'm in. <laughs> Chicago, baby. Bear down. <laughs> All right. As you know, we started that this last week. We are entering Miller's Bears Corner. And we're talking about the Chicago Bears and the new additions and draft picks that are coming to our team this year. This week, we're going to talk about a tight end. Does that fit? Does that fit there? I think it does. I think it does. I think it does. I see what you did there. I'm so proud oh, of yeah. you. I know. I thought you would be. <laughs> we brought on the tight end from the Green Bay Packers, formerly from Fuck the Packers. Packers. Fuck, the Packers. Fuck the Packers. Robert Tunyon has been Packers. signed by the Chicago Bears. We signed him to a one-year deal, reuniting him with his offensive coordinator from the Packers, in which he had... His career year. He had a breakout year in 2020, posting over 600 yards and 11 TDs. For the record, it's better than Cole Komet. Just, and he just got signed to an extension for the record there. Just throwing it out there. And Mr. Tunyon in 2021 had a little bit of a setback wearing his ACL. Last year, he caught 470 yards and two scores, obviously under his breakout in 2020. Hopefully, uh, he does a little bit better uh, with the Bears. Um, he will be behind tight end number two, like I just mentioned, Cole Komet, who just signed a big contract today, four-year, $50 million, So he is cemented as the number one. Tanyan will be a great addition to this team. His strength is his catching ability, so we're going to have two, a solid two tight end rotation. We're going to run a lot of two tight end sets, which will be good. 
2022, he did catch 79% of his targets. And we remember the catchers that the Bears had last year with the uh, St. Uh, Browns and all those lovely people that dropped so many passes. So it'll be nice to have surefire hands on the field. Lovely people. He, lovely. Is, he does have some struggling in the blocking, but hopefully the passing game erupts this year. And bottom line is he's going to allow our offense to work a little better, having a two tight end scheme. So bringing him onto the team, teaming him with Mr. Komet, I think it's going to be a net positive. Two starting caliber tight ends. It's going to be good for Justin. Obviously, Poles is taking the mindset if he's going to set Justin up for success and see if he can deliver. And obviously, we just had our conversation on him. But the newest bear this year is Robert Tanyan. All right. I'm actually right. excited about that. Those were good stats. No, Those no. are, I mean, anyone getting off a ACL injury is, is, is always tough, especially in, in Well, his in ACL football. injury was 2021, so he already he already played last year. So, I mean, yes, he's coming off of it, but he's had some, he's had a year under his belt, so he should bounce back. That's typically how ACLs work. Usually well, it takes yeah. them one year to get back. If you guys oh. ever need doctor advice, Dr. Miller's here. Show him your ACL. He'll tell you how to bounce back up. Yeah. He has a degree <laughs> and he loves in bears too. finance. Degree in finance and loves bears. Got it. Um, no, like those are good stats. In my head, I was thinking like, would he be a blocking first tight end? Is that still Komet and how that would look? But yeah, no, look, looks like we'll be in probably two tight end set like we were last year too. I think a lot of the games. We have to block. We have yeah, to block. Like no, there's exactly our O line got better. If Fields wants to get four thousand yards, come on. All right, um, you know, like th- those were good news. Now we gotta move on. You know, we gotta represent the teams that we are wearing today. Um, I don't know if you have a transition, Chris, but how do we bring in the crosstown rivalry that's happening as we speak? By the time you listen to us tomorrow, it'll probably be done. But you know. Wrapping the teams, let's go to the Crosstown update. Um, boys, um, you know, it hurts me, but why don't you go, guys? No, you, you go, guys first. go first. It, it's let's a lot of not positivity coming I, exactly. from my side. That's why you're going to start. <laughs> okay. Because we're um, drinking the Kool-Aid our, over here. I'm having a great time. <laughs> our lovely, lovely co- socks, you know, Chicago White Sox, they're 6-1 and one in the last seven. Great. We lost series to the Mets. Uh, we lost the series opener to the Cubs yesterday. Um, worst, okay? This this is what broke my heart. And I was not expecting them to win. They went to Minnesota. They're like, okay, you know, uh, they are in their division. They're doing well. I just want a decent show out, some a team to fight. We got swept. We got swept in Minnesota. You know what was a heartbreaker? Game three. Okay, we are leading three nothing. This is the bottom of the ninth. We only need three outs to win the game. <laughs> we give up three runs. They tied up, tied the game. Okay, that again, and then we lost in overtime. Lost the game five to four. So a game where we were. Oh, you can keep this going. I have more. I I told you this is a negative <laughs> corner today. Like we we lost the game. We got swept to a team that's like not. So great. They're barely 500, and we got swept. We got swept by a divisional rival. We had 20 games. I, I put embarrassing. 20 games under 500, and we have to... 
play over 500 ball for the rest of the season to finish with less than 90 losses for the year. For a team that had World Series aspirations, this is embarrassing. Shout out to Jay Kuda on Twitter. Okay. And shout out to my buddy Ben for figuring this out. Here's a fun little stat. Okay. You guys know the most tenured uh, GM in, 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 in MLB? There's three of them. Okay. One's the Yankees. Um, Cashman. In his, yes. Cashman. In the last, in his tenure, over 10 years, they have won 12 divisional series. That's a lot. They have won the league six times, won That's the World Series four times. That's okay? a lot. The next guy who's just as tenured over 10 years is Mike Rizzo from Washington. Not, not as successful, but still won divisional series, won league championship, and won World Series. Okay? Guess what, boys? Here's, here's a question, okay? The winner gets something important. I don't know what yet, but I'll give it to you. Rick Khan is a third person on that list, Okay. <laughs> He's <laughs> stop. He's the third most tenured person uh, over ten years in the league. Guess how many divisional series has he won in his tenure? Chris, do you want to take this one, or, or do you want to take the next one? I'll take the next one. Well, is that how many playoff appearances, or how many series win in the playoff? Series one divisional series. How many divisional? I think series it's like egg. Because, you like, are all right. Ding, 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 ding. He's one zero. Okay. Now, uh, next level up. How okay. many? I guess if he has not won a divisional series, the rest are zero. <laughs> you guys already know. I know this know. one. I know this one. I know. Okay. I know what you're gonna ask. Okay. I know what you're gonna ask. Okay. It's a double. It's a double part. Okay. How many? Uh, leagues? How do they do it like when you were in school? You did this right. <laughs> Keep your hands. That was when your arm was tired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm getting tired here. <laughs> How many times have they won the league, which is AL, or the World Series, Chris? Come. I, now that I know this, I should have probably started with the World Series and gone backwards. But you guys get it. We suck. Our management <laughs> sucks. Okay? This guy should not be in his job. Fucking fire him. So, question, okay. question, question. Uh, Kenny Williams... There was like a thing, right, where Kenny Williams was the GM, and then they like switched. Was that a part of this ten years, or was that like separate? You know, in my uh, he, experience, I've heard his name a lot. So I'm a, Kenny Williams was him. the GM that then transitioned to the president, be- president, and then of Rick Hahn came on. Yes. So if you collectively added those two together. Imagine how sucky your team is. Well, even more. Well, well, no, 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 no. They did Williams, win in 2005. They did win in 2005. That was part of his regime. I, I, I think this was selectively picked because the data worked in our favor. Yeah, but probably. anyway, but bottom line, we suck. So Wrigley faithful, okay. please give us some positivity. Oh, Wait, we're so, gonna bring so given the stats, given the stats that you've provided, what is your positivity rating? Can I go negative? <laughs> We've never gone negative since the start of this podcast. Yeah. So, do you want to one through ten, bro? Zero. I just we said have one our first through zero. 10, bro. I know. I think we have our first zero. I think that's officially I, I, our first zero I, of the positivity I, I, I rating. I can't get a little bit of positivity from trading players. Come on, I will next week if we get rid of the whole thing. Try it down to the starts. Okay, bro. Fine, I'll come zero. back. I'll dance on this fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. Okay. Bring us some positive. Bring it to the north side. Now, for those of you that listened last week, 
me and CJ were pretty negative. I was in the dumps. It was very sad. It started off two of three out of the break. Things were looking glim. Looks like the Cubbies were going to be in pure sell mode. But we have gone four and one. We're back from the dead, baby. We're back from the dead, baby. Four out of the break. We took three of four from the Cardinals. We took the first game from the Sox. CJ, do I dare say that we're back in it? We're two games under five hundred. We're back in, baby. We're back in. We're back in. Hey, the bus is ready for you, Boopin. (laughs) The bus is ready for you. Come on over. Come on over. Now it's not too late. We can sit here and be this positive crap, but. There are a few stats that some of us on this podcast have brought up in the past that I just want to cement this positivity that we have emulating from us. And the two big ones that I can see is, one, I believe we are still the only team in the NL Central with a positive run differential. Last I saw, I think it was plus 41. That is correct. And shout out to CJ, who brought this up a month or so ago. So, obviously, Jed... Jed, our GM Even a broken can... clock is right a couple of times. Uh, twice. Four plus four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> a couple of times so is four. Obviously, Jed can <laughs> to hold his hand on that and maybe think that we're going to make a run. We'll hope that it shows some benefit going forward. And the other one is the Cubs are the best defensive ground ball. They have the best defensive ground ball batting average in baseball. I believe it's like... Point two two two. They are ten points better than the Brewers, who are second place. Basically, what that stat talks about is that when their pitcher throws a ground ball, they are averaging the hitter is averaging point two two, or basically a two twenty two batting average, which is kind of really good. It 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 speaks to our defense and how good our defense is up front. And the the reason again, the third reason why I think we're going to be pushing forward. I think I'm starting to get back on that bandwagon is the health. We got Dansby back and we got Horner back, our staple on that defense. I think it's time for those Cubbies to make that push. I don't I don't want them to, to sell right away. I All love right. this team. I love this team. You know what? We You also loved Mitch Trubisky. So. I love Mitch Trubisky. You you put some respect on our MVP, our quarterback that has thrown the ball over three thousand yards twice, okay? Put some respect on that name. But back to the Cubbies here. Um, yeah, uh, we were talking about the plus negative uh, run di- run differential a couple times. I honestly thought the Cubs would start kind of going down. But that's just how crazy the NL Central's been. Pittsburgh's been in first. They're the last now. St. Louis was kind of making a small run at the early part. They're dead. They're dog shit. So I could care less what they decide to do. Milwaukee seems to be kind of teetering up. And the Reds. I think are probably the best feel good story of the NL Central. Uh, I I did want the Cubs. I did want the Cubs to make wild card. What's crazy about all of this, and and this is just a week. My positivity rating for the Cubs is an eight. <laughs> We're an eight, boys. We're an eight. I am gonna call it. The Cubs will either win the division or they're making wild card. I'm calling it. Oh, I love the cojones. What are we betting? I'll do a chug bet. Okay. Chug bet. You're on. You are so on, my friend. Um, the the yeah, Cubs yeah. right now, as if they continue, and I hope no injuries 
in late August, September. That's all I'm asking. Well, here's the thing. We're very optimistic right now, but you, like we talked about before the All-Star break, the schedule that they they had after immediately after those 16 games was weak as fuck. So it's like we are at a stage where we're very optimistic during a time where these are the teams that they should beat. So yes. we need to realistically go. What do we have? We have White Sox game tonight. We have St. Louis, and I think we might have one more crap team or something. So we have a, a stretch here of about six or seven games where we need to get wins. We need to stack them on top of each other. So we need to lose maybe one, two, two games top over that stretch to even have a chance. Because after that, we're facing a juggernaut. We got we got Cincinnati, which will be a huge series. Atlanta, the Mets, and the Blue Jays after that. So we're going to be singing this optimism right now. And, and the problem with Judd's decision-making here is if he doesn't pull the trigger and sell – and these this team goes into this juggernaut and they get slapped, just completely destroyed. We're going to be licking our wounds and really sad. But I am not at a eight because, uh, I mean, I think that is way too optimistic. I am going to go with a solid. I'm gonna, I was a four last week. I'm a little bit. I, I, I want to do a six. I'm going to do a fucking six. Let's go. Let's, do, let's go a six. Bro, that's a passing grade. In Illinois standards, okay? A 6 is 60%. That's a passing grade. None of this weighted shit where you have to be at 65. No, we don't believe in that shit here. Okay, we're 60% and up. That's a passing grade. That's a D, okay? Uh, we're accepting this. We are accepting always, Chris this. Chris is bringing the average down. I'm what do so you mean? Sorry. I brought the average up. We're, between Miller and I, we're a 7. That's a C. No, no, no. I mean, we're a seven. our teams haven't 60%. seen a 7 all year. All year. Wow. No, I'm... I'm, I think I'm truly jealous, but I think we'll cover this more when we think what teams are buyers and sellers. I'm assuming you guys think Cubs are buyers. I think, I I think, think Miller and I are going to be split, but we'll save that for the next segment. Okay, we'll save that for the next segment. Great, great point. Boys and girls, thank you for tuning in. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side. All right, and with that, we're going to go and check our live stream. We have a couple of chats from Jake. Hello, Jake. I hope you're still here. I hope you're having a great time. Uh, Thank he you for wanted joining to say, us. He wanted to say uh, uh, Robert ain't a game changer. He also asked about DJ Moore. I think uh, two of us are excited about the DJ Moore acquisition. I think there's a couple in our group that were not so happy. Uh, one person in, in particular. Group? One person in particular, his name rhymes with Ren. I'm not going to say his name, but it is what it is. Um, no, no. Um... Quick point, uh, CJ. Um, in Bears' corner, I think DJ Moore is coming up. I think we did uh, defensive yes, end last time. Yes, good call. He is coming up. I'm working so, my way up, Jake. So last Jake, week hang was on. eight, seven this week. I'm doing one each week leading up to uh, opening day uh, or opening kickoff, I should say. So If I know one thing DJ about Miller, he's always got a plan. He's got a plan. Um, and hopefully, we hopefully playing, our new defensive end will also be. While we were playing um, the violin for uh, our our Sox buddy here, Stephanie came back and said, world's smallest violin. Very true. Anthony responded, I thought you were playing My Heart Will Go On. Will go on. And as I mentioned in there, we can't afford the rights, sadly. <laughs> um, Libby is the Sox fan representative, and we know how two people feel about that. Um, Libby, stay strong. We got this. Anthony has... <laughs> Anthony, during the conversation with Boopin, uh, the corpse of La Russa was better. We agree. 
the drunken and while corpse, we were giving the drunken corpse don't forget that hey, while allegedly. we were allegedly Miller, allegedly. allegedly while we were discussing that anthony came back who knew the socks would break the positivity if you listen to our earlier episodes even during our test do you remember our test episodes we were kind of i think both of us were kind of happy both teams were that was probably the highest <laughs> that both of us have been no no i don't think the socks ever got there no, it might have been like an episode. They, they were like two games like out. They were 13, two games out. They were losing thirteen games out of the game. I mean, it was a shit division. But like Anthony, we had. You, I think they got closest like five. I think games they broke me, Anthony. Not just the positivity scale. They've broken me. Okay, and like it, it's been a tough year. Um, you know, <laughs> Jake can probably agree. And you know, it, it's been it's been a tough year. Uh, one thing we want to bring up again is the poll finished. We did have a couple votes. Thank you guys for voting and participating. I uh, couldn't vote. It's Fields the guy. We had two for no oh, and fuck. one for yes. So yes! I think what we're going to do is we're probably going to have to make our our recordings be a little bit more, uh, incorporate a lot of the messages that you guys are posting. I hope you guys are having fun. This is our, our, our a test stream, I guess you could say. Um, if you guys are seeing anything that needs to be adjusted or something that you guys want to see in future episodes, this would be the perfect time to kind of bring it up and, and let us know. Um, we don't necessarily have any, anything in particular, but we are going to be recording every Wednesday at eight 30 because everyone's a professional and they show up on time. Anthony, yes, baby. Jake is a proud Cubs fan though. Hey, oh. there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We appreciate he is, that. Here. He is more than a Cubs fan. He's one of the biggest ones I know. Shout out to you, Jake. Miss you, brother. So shout out Congrats to Jake. Congrats Congrats again. And shout out to everyone that has been hanging out. We are going to swing it over now. Yeah, tell your friends. Get the reviews in. Let's make yes, we thing. will try to do more of the reading of the reviews. I think we're, we're still kind of working. This is nothing that... Uh, this is only our fifth. What episode number? I think I'm drinking too much. This is our fifteenth overall episode. We didn't post a couple because those were our tests. This is our first uh, live stream, which it seems to be going very well. We're having a good time. So I'm gonna kick it back off here to Boopin. We're gonna hit the transition song again. Uh, we'll try to read a couple more of your comments, and I hope everyone's having a good time. You guys ready, boys? Let's do it. All right, do here we go. Let's segment. transition back in. We are ready for the main segment. Can we get the music? All right, welcome back. Okay, see, now you did that twice, so now we have to do episode this again. Episode 10, for the record. It's All episode, right, welcome back. It's episode 10, thank you. I'm. I, this is a big boy, by the way, and hey, I am Can you give here. me music just for me, just so I'm in the right, you know, like a host. You want the music again? Just, just a tiny bit. He wants the music again. We never hit the music. You know what? It's our first time. That's all you get. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Hope you got your drinks refreshed. We had a great time in the break, hanging out in the live section. Here's what we are talking about today, right? Trade deadline is what, Tuesday at 6 p.m., boys? Um, Eastern Eastern. time. Yeah, so we have a couple days left. We, like, took a poll among the three of us to see what teams we thought would be buyers and sellers. We did have a new segment called Holes. You know, people familiar with um, HODL, shout out to you. Uh, teams that we thought would just stay around. We do have an amazing segment, amazing, amazing option just for one team. It's called It's the White Sox. Come on. 
We didn't even bother t- saying buy, sell, hold. We know what they're going to do. They suck, okay? So those are our four options. But what we did is we took a quick game between the four of us, and we have a rating of all the teams. So what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about the teams where we differ, okay? One of the teams is Chicago Cubs, and obviously there's lots of passion there. So we'll hold that towards the end. But one of the teams we we disagree on is Los Angeles Angels, right? Otani and crew, lots in the news. Um, I believe they should hold on to what they have. Uh, Miller thinks they they should sell. Chris thinks they should buy. So I thought it'd be a good place. Oh. So like, let's. I thought it'd be a good place to get started. Uh, CJ, you were the buy. Uh, make your case, sir. They're still in playoff contention. They are hot. They have They're, won six out of the last seven, I believe. Yeah, I mean, you have to, if you want to show a winner, I still think Otani is going to go either way. If you're the Angels, you have to treat yourself like you have a chance of making the playoffs, so you have to buy. If you say he's a buy, they're a buy, you're thinking they lose Otani already? Yes, I oh, believe wow. so. Interesting. No, he's saying at the end of the year, Otani's At the end walking. of the year, he's not Otani's talking walking. about trade. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But okay. if you have a competitive team right now that you have a chance at the playoffs, um, you you have to go for it. I, I I don't see any other scenario. I mean, what are they right now? For uh, they're fifty two and forty nine. They're six and a half back on their division, but it's not the division that really matters. Yeah, they're so four games card. back from the wild card. So yep. yeah, you you have to buy. Okay, since I've hold, I'm in between um, CJ and Miller. I'll, I'll go next. I, when I say hold, I feel like they do something with Otani. Maybe it's a one-year, two-year, holding. Holding is holding, right? They're holding to what oh, they you're, have. You're saying, you, are you okay? We're talking trade deadline. We're not talking at the end of the year. You're so you're saying they're going to get an extension done right now. Either way, they're not getting rid of the assets they have. Is what I'm saying. I I feel like they have okay, more so than last you're not, you're, This not whole doing segment anything. just went a different. Come on, bro. Way. Get with it. Okay. Otani, okay. Okay. Here's what so, I'm saying. Then. Well, okay. Go ahead. I will stick with CJ then. They are not going to extend Otani, but they're not also going to sell. They have won six out of the last seven. Uh, Trout is going to come back healthy. They're going to hold on to what they have, and they're going to make a playoff push. That's why I think they're on hold. Respect what do you think? They'll be sellers. Respectfully disagree. For not, not because the team isn't capable of making the push, because they are. They have the the team. They have the team to do it with Rondon, Trout, Otani. Um, they can. They can definitely do it. I just think Otani is such a huge asset that you gotta get rid of him, man. You gotta throw him to another team to get something back because I don't think he's resigning with them. I, I truly don't. They haven't shown that consistent winning that I think he's looking for. I mean, this guy is in the prime of his career. He is. Is it is it crazy to say he's far and away already the best baseball player in the history? Like, like what he's doing on the diamond, leading the league in home runs, leading the league in like strikeouts or ERA or something like in pitching stats and hitting is is it's just mind boggling. Even if they have a shot at making the playoffs this year, maybe they can make a run in the playoffs, but 
I just don't think that it's worth for this organization to give up assets to get another starter uh, or something like that just to make it to the playoffs and then proceed to lose him then. So that's why I am on the board of you got to sell him, try to get him now when you're going to get, you're probably getting three, three, four prospects that are probably either ready for the majors or going to be ready in the next two years. You're going to get a hole. And considering I agree with, the sediment here that he's not going to be the signing, re-signing with the Angels. I just think you got to get rid of him now. No, no, that's a fair point. Like, going back to last episode, he's such an interesting prospect. He's like, he's hit like 33 homers this year. He's, he's pretty good ERA. Like, he's solid in both those roles. Do you, like, compare him to two different players? Is he, like, combined the best player? You're absolutely right. So but see... It's, I see your the, point. But see, the mindset is, though, is you – and I know we're, we're going to talk about other teams, so I want to I keep this short. You can't think of money during the season if you're trying to make a playoff push. If money is what Otani is kind of holding out on and they haven't had a discussion about money, then I'm, I'm going to agree with Miller. You have to get the best possible offer on the table. We don't know how many prospects it is. We don't know how many – MLB players is going to be like MLB ready players um, because the angels, they still have trout. So like they can still be competitive the next couple years. I think personally though, as a team, if you can't get a deal done with Otani at any point, you have to worry about the team and you have to make it a contender. Try to sign him during the off season. Then your so- focus just has to go that route. I understand. I agree with a lot of things you said there, and I think I saw a stat saying that the Angels are zero and ten when Otani isn't in the lineup. Um, he is their whole team. Trout is just as much of a superstar as him. I will agree, but they haven't done anything with him. So, if you are the Angels, you can also look at this at the other in another perspective, in the sense that maybe you tell Otani, "Hey, we're gonna trade you to." Rangers or the Diamondbacks or something like that that are in the contention. We're going to get some ready prospects that are ready, top of the line, top 100 in the pipeline. Bring them in. Get them ready. Get them up next year so we're going to be a contender next year. So kind of make your point that way Um, rather than just sitting hoping that he signs. Obviously, those are conversations that need to happen. We don't know if they will happen. Here's the thing. The Angels have one thing on their sleeve that is considered a positive. Otani does not have a trade clause. So they can deal him to whoever they want. So that's that's where if if they are going to be buyers, let's say that if I said you're buyers for the season, he can go to a competitive team that's also on let's let's say the National League. He can they can trade him to a National League competitive ready team right now and still get people in return that can offer him can offer the team what they want. So that's the one thing that they have as a positive. So, and I think, as a team, you're only a couple games away from the wild card. You have to make a push. The last I mean, thing I'll say on this before we move on, sorry, Boopin. There's five more games to go. Just so you guys know, I know you can't trade him to a team that could sign him. You can't do it. I agree. Like the Dodgers were talked about in the. You can't trade him to the Dodgers. You got to trade him to like the Rangers or the Diamondbacks or some team that he's probably no, not going to stay at. I agree with you that. Don't want him to build that. Okay, another team all three of us had a different rating on were the New York Yankees. 
Now, this time, Miller th- said they were buyers. Chris said they were sellers. And I, as always, I'm neutral. I said hold. So, Such Miller, let's start with you. Miller, let's start with so, you. So, my whole thing is I've heard the, the talk. Yankees are shit. The Yankees are shit. The Yankees are shit. Bottom line is they're the fucking New York Yankees. And, like, CJ gave me shit last week about picking Germany because it's fucking Germany to win the World Cup. The bottom line is it's the fucking New York Yankees. When in our lifetimes have they been Who picked the U.S.? Sellers? I picked Germany. I know. I know. I Don't sidetrack me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they're the Yankees. They always make the push. And, yes, they are last in their division, but they're also over 500. It's not like they suck. Their division is just really good. So they're still there in the wild card race. Their division is probably out of reach at this point. I just don't see them making a, a sell-off uh, in these coming weeks. I think they're going to probably, if I was to pick, I would probably pick closer to maybe Boopin and Chris, maybe a little more on the hold, maybe try to try to bring in a, a reliever or a – a starter, a low end, try not to give up too much of my uh, bullpen or my my prospects for it. But I just have this gut feeling that the Ranger that the Yankees aren't just going to sit around and say, "Okay, we're done, let's sell off." I just I, I think they'll do something. It's like very interesting. It's it's very interesting. I, I see your point. Um, that division I don't think has been this competitive. Where Yankees are fifth, right, or fourth or fifth, they're struggling with the White Sox. So I would hold for that reason. If you think that you can be competitive, maybe you go out and spend, but they're the Yankees. And I think after Judge went down, their bats have been like slightly quieter too. So like they definitely need help. Like it's like, is it, is this the season that they go in, give up some prospects or is next year the year? Like you said, they're always competitive. Maybe they have enough mojo when they come back and they can be competitive. Is That's why I put a hold. Yeah, yeah, we know you're your wimp, and you don't make a damn decision. But the thing with the Yankees is it's not necessarily about the prospects because they have the market and they have the money to spend. That's the thing. Okay. CJ, you were the aggressive seller here. Tell us why you said they should sell out. So they, I, I agree with Miller in the sense that it's the Yankees, and we always know they can buy their way into certain scenarios. They only have three prospects currently in the top 100, according to Baseball America. That is, they're going to deplete their prospect run if they start to buy. They're, they need to sell to kind of come back and be able to say, like, hey, we're last in our division. We do have a winning record. We're only two games away. But they're inconsistent as fuck. Um. It, I, I think they're they're still under 500 as a, uh, an away team. And so if you can't win on the road, you're not going to do anything. If they're going to be on the wild card, they're most likely going to be the road team. So you're going to most likely either be a wild card out uh, at the play-in game or if you can try to get that top sp- the, one of the top spots to host the game, you might have a chance. I think it, I think they're too, there's too much inconsistency going on with that team. Um, it's a very competitive division that they're in, which means – the more competitive that division is in, the more that you have to play against the Red Sox, uh, Tampa, all these guys. You're most likely going to go fifth, five hundred with that team. So you're you're probably better off trying to build your your uh, prospect lineup if you can. That's that's that, that's my honest opinion. And the only reason I'm saying that is because they are last in the division, 
even with a winning record, but they are two games out of the wild card. So I personally think they should sell. Most likely they're going to buy, but. But I mean, it's the Yankees. When have you ever heard the talk about the Yankees prospects? You don't ever hear that because they buy. That's my point. Now, while I understand the fact that you're saying that they shouldn't give up their top prospects, and I agree with that. No, I'm not even saying like giving it up. I'm saying who, what can they offer? They only but have three the players in the they top 100. They don't really need starting pitching. What they need is a bat because Judge went down and it really hurt their offense. Right. And typically, on the trade deadline, the offensive sign and the bats, they do not require as much assets as the pitching does. Typically, when in these types of situations with the trade deadline, the pitchers are what gets the higher demand of the top prospects and things. So um, I but just think you don't if you ha- get a bat, you can get one historically that is – has been there that you might be able to turn around flip for cheap. Yeah, see, but you're looking at it from that aspect. If you're looking to bring someone in and you got to give up, the Yankees are not going to want to give up anyone on the MLB side unless it's a one for one where it's a position that they have. They can give up some guys from strength. Double A. They, they you don't only like, have three prospects that are top in the top 100, dude. I'm not. You have to give saying. up two. You have to no. give up two. I, what did you did you even just listen to me? I just literally said bats typically do not get the same return as pitching. You don't give up top prospects when you get it's, bats. It's the Yankees. You give up a lot lower. You for other teams force the Yankees to overpay. Oh my God. No, they don't. Do you over? Yes. Are you kidding you me? Move on to the next team. Like there are yes. so many teams out there with bats that can just. No, okay, you're you're wrong. Okay, people, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you. Back to your corners, right? How we'll finish put, up with the Cubs, right? We have two more teams before that, okay? Uh, one team, Chris said, on the Astros, um, Chris said. Who's Chris? They should hold. <laughs> CJ said, I am so sorry. CJ said they should hold. Miller and I said they should be buyers. Um, Chris, you want to talk about the Astros, and then Miller and I will tell you why you're wrong? Yeah, just one quick question. Who's Chris? I, your dog, you know, I think. Every, Every time I do uh, that, I'll take I'll take a drink. So like sure. that that way. I, uh, I, I believe wait. I believe Astros have won three in a row. They're seven. At, they're seven out of ten. They they're fine. I don't. They're gonna make the playoffs anyway. I mean, this it, is well. So I want to touch on that point because I completely disagree with CJ's mindset and the fact that just because a team makes a playoff doesn't mean that they should stand pat. I think majority of MLB teams may need to make a push at the deadline, whether it's solidifying a bullpen with a reliever that has been is not elite, but it's better than what they had, whether it's a bat that just a veteran or with a good bat or something like that. I think you need to make a you need to make a big push. But I will agree with CJ in the in the same aspect that the Astros may be a hold. They may not make a big deal, but I think they make a deal. I think That's they fair. may just get a small time, a small piece to the puzzle because they have a lot of players coming off of injury. They got um, Jose Altuve that has been out, so he's coming back. They have Jordan Alvarez, who's basically their best player that's going to be coming back, and they're still elite. They're competing with the Rangers in that tough division. I, I think they make something to just solidify I don't think they do a lot. Yeah. So I totally agree with you, Miller. I, I feel like they've been very, like some of the big names that they brought on have been injured. So that's why they are here, especially pitching side. They've had some pretty big, you're right. 
Altuve was out too. I think he just came back. But um, pitching help they they had brought before the season has not worked out for them. So that's why I think they are buyers. The other reason I think they are buyers is they have a legacy almost to protect. They've made the postseason, I think, seven years in a row. They won last year, right? Like So they have that legacy to protect. I think that's why they're they're buyers. Um, there's a new GM, if I'm if I'm correct there, who's like trying to cement his legacy too. Those are the reasons why I think they're buyers. Uh, and yeah, you're right. They're doing decent. Even with all these issues, they're not terrible. So that's why I think they may be buyers. But before you guys bring another point and derail me, the last thing I want to talk about before we talk about the Cubs are the Red Sox. Um, you two said they should be sellers, and I said they would hold. You want me to go first? You guys want to make your case first? What do you guys want to talk about? You, you can go ahead. Okay, so like, we talked about the AL East already, right? I think um, Red Sox and Yankees are the, at the bottom, like two games away from wild card, something like that. Um, again, another they can definitely use some pitching, I think, help. Uh, they can upgrade, but that division is so, like, everyone's so hot right now. You make a calculated risk to see if you stay where you are, if you can make the push. Um, they might as well, if they see a play to make where they can be, they can make the push and make, you know, go into the wild card at least, make make that play. But I feel like they'll most definitely hold because you don't know how this division is going to play out in three, three, four, five, ten games down the road. That's why I think they should be. I I disagree with that because again we are talking about the Red Sox we are talking about the AL East it is the strongest division that is out there where every single team is over 500 you have to play multiple times the same team in your division to become the division winner so this is the same I I look at it the same as as the Yankees mm-hmm. um you're 7 games out of your division um did you sell the Yankees I did sell not looking at it the same way as the Yankees. But they should sell. I said Yankees should sell. That's what you said too, Miller. This is Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, if someone I need you to be professional during our first live stream, buddy. Okay, I need you to be prepared and do research. Can you please do research? Yeah, it, okay. I blame it on the whiskey. Yeah, this normally happens. This is the, very normal I blame it for on us. the Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I, I swear. I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, but Boston right hey, now. Hey, take that back. I'm sorry. We can't game and go a half. So here's the difference, though. They're a game and a half uh, out of the wild card. But they are playing against more teams in their own division. I, I If they want to make a push, they can. But I I they're last in the division. And I, I just see that being more competitive. So uh, Miller, do you want to add more to that? Yeah. Um, obviously... The Yankees are last in the division, and I just made a pretty hard argument that the Yankees should buy. But I believe the Red Sox are the worst team in that division. I, but how can you? I'm, I know you and I are in agreement with this. How can you make that comparison with a team that's only one game off? So there's only a one game difference between the Yankees the and the Red Sox. Amy is starting pitcher on the Red Sox. Chris Sale. I don't follow the Red Sox. Chris Sale even still on there? He's old. He's got to be like 35. The pro- hey. See, there you can make an argument for Yankees players. They they have Aaron Judge. They have Garrett Cole. They have Rizzo. The, the guy that just threw a pers- perfect game. They have Rizzo. They have name power with the Yankees. Red What's Sox, the name of the guy? I don't think they have it. They do not have the, the type of players that can lead the team. I may be wrong on this, 
But um, I just don't think the Red Sox are there. So I don't think they're in a position to say, hey, we can make this comeback and we can get that push over the edge. They don't have an injury like Aaron Judge like the Yankees do. The Yankees are going to get him back in the next week. So they're going to be able to use that momentum to push him forward. Red Sox don't have that. So I just think they're going to end up, they should be selling, trying to get rid of some assets. It's a tough division like CJ just pointed out. Um, And then they'll load up and hopefully they'll The only thing I will tell you is the run differential, which – we are talking about because we said the Cubs are the only positive in our in our division. The run differential for the Yankees is plus eleven, and for the Red Sox is plus forty nine. So it's it's a lot if you really want to consider that they are almost what ten games over five hundred, close to it. I can't I mean, do like, math right now. This exercise, all it proved me is like I was right. I was hold on the White Sox. Sorry, hold on the Red Sox. Hold on the White. Yankees and you guys were both like no but you're asking see the thing is though is that that's my opinion given on where they're at at the current standings my opinion is is hold is fucking cop out that's my opinion (laughs) but hold is a practicality it's the reality of life sitting still and not doing anything is not the practicality when it comes to a major league if your White Sox were in a position where you were two games out of the division and you're like eh hold I mean, if I'm in a division where everyone's above 500 and I'm in the last position, yes, I would hold. But see that? See, you're looking at that. I'm telling you, you're two games out. So it doesn't matter your CJ, record. CJ, can we just agree that Boopin is basically the bulls of this podcast? Oh my god, yes. He just likes to sit around and do nothing and be average. Yes, and be. <laughs> They'll play, they love you know the play-in game. I, I love they this love the play-in game. game. I love this energy. I love this energy. We're coming to the main segment of the main segment where we're going to talk about the Chicago Cubs. The non-homers of this podcast think Whoa. they should be buyers. I am the furthest person from Homer. That's not true. Hey, I, I said what true. I said. Come at me. No, but, but I what I said is non-homers. So I didn't call you homers. I said non-homers said you should buy, and I said you should sell. But I don't know if you guys want me to go first. You guys want to go first? Oh, you're selling your team, so we can go to yours. You well, can go through yours pretty quickly. No, let's go through ours first. And the reason I say that is because we've covered a lot of Cub stuff, so we can go through it rather quickly. Um, You want to do the three names real quick? Yeah, let's go through the three okay. names. Strowman. Let's go through the three names. He's Keith. the one guy that I think can get us something. I You're really selling Strowman. I really hope that we do not. Oh. I think he's the hey, one Hey, just so you know, you guys are something. making a case that you are buyers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why would that? I kind of have to agree with Boopin here. Why would you want to sell Strowman? That makes no sense. <laughs> okay, do you, can I go? Can I go, please? Let yeah. me go. Thank you. No, 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 we're continuing this. We're continuing this because Miller you just realized lost. what he's saying. No, no, no. I don't lost. know what I'm doing, dude. I don't know. I... We're torn with Stroman. I, we said I that want, last week. We're torn I want with Stroman. The Cubs to move forward and go forward and push. I think it's good for the fan base. I think it's good for the players. I think it's good for the team all around. I think it's that's the right move. But Stroman is the one guy that I can see them dumping because he's coming up to it and he's going to opt out and he can get you the most return back. I hope not. I hope we're buyers. I hope we try to pull some relievers uh, into our team and maybe a good bat, maybe a third baseman, and try to make a push, but. 
Strowman is the one guy I could see them flipping because of the fact that he is one of the best in the starting pitchers in the game right now, and you can get some good return on him. CJ. You have to keep Strowman. Give I mean, the man what you, he wants. You are keeping everyone and getting more, is what you said. You said they should be buyers. They should be buyers, yes. But okay. this is what... What this position? Who are you targeting? Any, anything there? Bullpen. We need we need bullpen support. Like starting pitcher, relieving pitcher. Bullpen, bullpen. is not bullpen. The starting pitcher. It's not the starting pitching. There, bud. Oh, sorry. I heard bullpen. Uh, bull bullpen bullpen. Okay. Um, sorry. I know we had a couple issues with with closing a couple games. I think that's going to be an issue that we're going to have moving forward. Oh, Albert is there, baby. He's yeah, Dudley. He's it's, pitching it's, really well. He's not. He's going to be our guy. I'm, I know he's going to be our guy. We need so we need that that secondary though, like that can when he needs to rest. Agreed. We need to have someone that can help him out. We got lighter, but I agree with you. Um, I think if we are buyers, it's not going to be. I don't think we're getting anybody big. I think it might just be small. I know. I don't think Jed wants to to go all in here. Uh, I don't think. I think he realizes that there's a chance that we may not make the playoffs if we are buyers. So I think he's going to make some incremental moves that maybe revolve third base and bullpen, like you just said, um, maybe to try to start things up. So um, we'll see. I know like, bullpen has a case for the seller. So no, no. Let like, me hear it. Again, for Cubs' sake, I hope they are sellers. And I and like I hope you're buyers because that will, I think, make your team worse. But I think um, for your sake, you should, be, you should be sellers because you guys are pretty close. You guys have hey, a lot Boobin, of good Hey, sorry parts. to cut you off, but you may want to check your signal because you sound like a Wobot. Um, a Wobot. A Wobot, but you are still recording. They can hear you. It's just very choppy, so just take a look at your, your signal here. Um, are you I, hardwired in? I can make uh, a case for the sellers. I know you can make a case for the sellers, but I'm. that's when I'm like, I'm. If it's the only seller I will ever give you is Bellinger. That's it. See, this is where we have our disagreement because I don't think offensive assets bring back the return to warrant giving him up. I what think did you just a, say about the Yankees? I said the same thing. Offensive so return isn't there. So if someone wants our guy, you don't think we, the Cubs can be like, we want a lot for Bellinger? No, you're not going to get a lot. Oh, for a guy that's a free agent, able free agent at the end of the year, you're not going to get a lot for a position player. You're going to get something, but you're not going to get a top 100 prospect. I can fucking guarantee that. I'll take that to the bank if you want to fucking do a drink bet on that. Okay. But um, l- l- let me try this again. I just think. Nope. Nope. Shut down, bro. Um, I just don't think you're going to get the return on it, which is why I say Strowman is the better asset if you're going to trade. I do truly believe that we're going to push forward. I think that the. The Cubs, the camaraderie around this team will push forward, so we will make a push to the to playoffs, whether we will get there or not. I just don't think this team can go through, and the fan base in specific can go through another sell-off. Obviously, you have Mark Leiter Jr., who is a, probably one of our best relievers that could get traded, maybe. You know how this team treats their relievers. They kind of treat them as a diamond dozen. They like to go through them, trade them at the trade deadline to try to get some assets. So I could see that happening. Um, I would kind of consider that in the hold aspect, but um, we'll see. I it'll be interesting. I, I'm I do not 
MV Jed's Hoyer's position. I do yeah, I, I he agree. He has a pretty big decision in his hands. But I, I hope just for the city and the fans aspect that they make the push. That they just say, <laughs> fuck it. It could blow up in all of our faces once they place, play some real competition. It could. But this team has been fun all year. They've been enjoyable to watch. If I'm you go hoping. to Wrigley and you want runs, this is the but probably the best team that we are not. not. Even the, it's it's not even like because you've had those teams in the past. I, mean, I don't want to throw out the South Side, but definitely the South Side where they just like hit a few runs and the next thing you know they're they don't score runs. But this team is like consistent. They're exciting. Like they just set a record that's never happened for the Cubs by hitting four home runs and five stolen bases in the game yesterday. They're like exciting. And a lot of that has they're to do with base pads and everything. Uh-huh. A lot so of that has to do enjoyable. with the coaching. Yeah, that has to do with the coaching. And I the think talent. And the talent, exactly. I think. And I just uh, we just threw out a stat today. I don't know if you saw on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you specifically were critical of the Dansby Swanson contract, but Dansby Swanson, Dansby Swanson, is officially out of the four big shortstop free agents in this past summer. He is leading them all in batting average. He is tied with first of home runs, and he's leading them all in OPS. We just threw that stat out on Twitter today, and he has the lowest annual uh, per year basis and the low and pretty much the lowest contract too. So the Cubs definitely won that. You have um, radio voices in Philly already calling for Trey Turner's head. You have uh, Xander Bogarts is probably one of the only ones that's kind of close to Dansby because um, Trey Turner is having an awful year. And then uh, Carlos Correa in Minnesota is also having an awful year. So Cubs are definitely making – they've definitely won that offseason, that's for sure. Well, we got our robot back just in time for his his White Sox, and we're kind of running long here. So let's not get hey, too hey. much. Let's not give too I much time better? to a shit team. So Boobin, what do you got for uh, for your, your your sellers here? Hey, buddy, hang on. We still talking about the Cubs, right? Did I miss anything? Oh, you, you missed anything? You you can miss you can it, go. Give me a no, no, no. Quick like, synopsis. He, quick synopsis. No, here's here's what I wanted to say. You guys lost against the Red Sox, who we just shit on. You guys won against the Cardinals and the Washington Nationals, who we have said is like shitty teams right now. So. I see you guys are positive, but, like, I don't think the team is as good. Yes, it's playing well. It's doing a lot lot of good things, but you guys are not there yet. So if I were you, and I know nothing about running a baseball team, if I were you, I would be sellers, get some of those pieces, and be better competitive next year. That's what I was going to say. That's fair. For yours, as a White Sox fan, I hope you're buyers and, like, get rid of some of your prospects and shit like that. But for your own sake, but I don't think you, I don't think you heard us when we talked about it. I, I we're going to be buyers, but I don't think we're going to get rid of. We're not going to make a big purchase. We're not going to yeah. go out and get like a big guy. I think we're going to be. We'll, we'll go by community, kind of like we've done in the past. I think we're going to get maybe a third baseman, a veteran third baseman that's a little more solid than Wisdom, and I think we'll get a few, uh, 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 an arm or two in the bullpen. We're not going to give up top prospects to do this. Jed understands this wasn't a year to make the playoffs. He's looking at next year, so uh, okay. it's going to be incremental, in- incremental gains, if anything. And one thing, Boopin, too, that, again, with every team, we did have injuries that we still couldn't produce. So I'm, 
that's another thing that we do have to take into consideration that the injury bug is going to be something that's just going to keep happening. So, but there's a difference because we didn't bitch about it all year, did we? That is true. I mean, I think this is bitching right now, but you know, like I, I'm no, biased, not bitching. Yeah, when you say it's reporting, when I say it's bitching, is that how it works? We have robot. We have robot. Robot booping again. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Someone sign us off. I think I think we're done here. What do you guys say? Someone sign us off. Um, listen, we are a positivity group, and even though your team is dog shit, we'll give you a little slice of how dog shit your team is. Uh, you need to sell Tim Anderson. You need to sell Dylan Cease. You need to sell <laughs> Lance Lynn, and you need to sell uh, Lucas Giolito. So there you go. Um, Cease it's is off as, of it. Yeah, I agree with with Boopin on that one. Uh, Cease and Robert are the off-limit guys. I think you got to sell the other three personally. Um, I know there's been some traction with Tim Anderson and the Dodgers, but the, the trade for Kiko Hernandez from the Red Sox did damper that a little bit, so I don't know if they're going to be able to flip him. Lance Lynn, they've had a lot of people contacting, specifically the Rays and the Dodgers. They're looking for some help for the starting pitching. There's a lot of teams out there that are looking for starters, so I think they're going to trade Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito. It's, I think, personally, it's pretty much a done deal that both of those get moved. I don't know if anybody else will, personally. But, see, yeah. there's a lot of talk with Robert, with Houston, and all that bullshit. That's just bullshit. I don't think they get moved. I think those I think are guys. Anderson went 3-for-3 three three today, or 2-for-3, whatever. He yeah, did. Timmy's been hot. He doesn't He doesn't want to be in, in Chicago anymore, that's for damn sure. Yeah, he's like, oh, trade deadline's coming. Got to increase my stats, baby. So I, I think I, he, they might find a a guy, uh, team for him, but we'll see. We'll see. What hey, do you got? For the White You're Sox, freaking turn, take it to the studs. Like, maybe give season Roberts. You don't want to get rid of everyone, but freaking trade everybody else. <laughs> Sell the ball boy. I don't care. <laughs> Sell the ball boy. Sell the ball boy. Listen, we are... Uh, Boopin is still sounding a bit like a robot, but we're going to go ahead and sign off. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. A special shout out to the people that watched us on Facebook. Um, this was really a test, and we are very happy to see that we had a lot of people come in, ask questions. We're going to hang out here a little bit once we are, are done recording. We'll answer a couple questions. Um, we'll, we'll say hello to our, our fans. And we want to thank everyone for helping us on this uh, on this new hobby, I guess uh, we want to call it. We are still open for any sponsorships. Uh, I will take my shirt off for the right amount of money. Um, Miller loves bears, and Boopin is going to convert to a robot at some point. So with that, I'm going to steal uh, Boopin's lines here because he normally closes out the show for us. So let me just get this in front of me. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will hit the like and subscribe button. And follow. We are a, and follow. We are a young podcast, so any feedback is appreciated. And maybe someday in the near future, we can have some positivity coming out of Chicago sports. But until then, we will all suffer in misery together. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Later. Goodbye. And we're going to end the episode there. We want to thank you guys for all you guys showing up on the stream today um we're not entirely sure what happened with uh boopin's connection he still seems to show up here on the the facebook stream 
So I want to just give a couple shout outs to Hannah. Thank you so much for coming. Anthony, thank you so much for coming. Joe Miller came in. Thank you so much. Uh, Jake was in here as hey, well. Joe. Thank you so much. Stephanie was also here. Um, thank you guys all for hanging out. Uh, if there's anything that uh, we can do in the future or have some fun, we'll probably read more of these during the live episode so you guys can be part of the crew. Um, Anthony has posted, uh, I am excited to hear there will be some uh, Doge Fantasy Football 2023 test-taking edition talk in a few months. Yeah, we are kind of... We're kind of trying to see what we can do there. We we have been talking to Preston. Um, I think we did kind of say that we may not do um, one of the leagues, but I think we're still going to be a part of it uh, somehow. So that's still... I mean, I usually do the league. So I think I'm going to do the league anyway. So that way, that's how to enter into the league. CJ, if you don't want to do a league, or I think Enemy Miller's doing a league, we, we can just have it. We can, how about you become... We we do a three person team. The three of Perfect. us work together for it. How about that? Perfect. Yeah. There you um, go. Yeah, and then um, yeah, Anthony, um, see, uh, Preston. We've been talking to him. We're trying to figure out what's the best way to collaborate and stuff like that. So this year will be a trial run. Stick with us. We'll figure yep. it out together. Hannah Hannah has come in and said RCN sucks. We agree, unless they want to sponsor us, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, next week, uh, we can help you at the float trip rope mic, which is our mic. Um, this podcast rocks. Thank you so much for that as well. Um, Shout out to Deepin. Thank you so much. Um, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna end it there. Boys, how, how, how do you guys feel about the first live podcast? Loved it. I appreciate all the comments, all the viewers. We don't have fans. We have friends is what I was going to say. Sorry. Miller, I think that what was a very you, positive experience. I loved it. I loved the the camaraderie, the the conversation that we had going in the comment section. It was great. It was longer My than father, our normal episode, that's for sure. But we wanted to kind of be a little entertaining for all y'all. Hey, so you guys would love this. My father-in-law just texted: "Sox found a new way to lose the game." <laughs> I yeah, did. We did, normally Let's we, go! we normally don't talk about real scenarios. Uh, Stephanie asked. What was happening with uh, USA Netherlands? USA was losing. No, no. I was going to mention and, that earlier in the show. Yeah, and they actually scored in the sixty-something minute, and they ended up in a tie with Netherlands. That's the final result. Um, wow. And also, Cubs are. I was going to mention that. To I was like, we're not going to have a lot of viewers because we're going up against the World Cup. I'm, you know, I'm the expert of the World Cup, Women's World Cup. You are of the Women's World Cup. Yeah, I, I can't Maybe believe it's Alex yeah. Morgan, but it's one and the same, right? It's all one and the same. I would agree. Hey, yeah, I was not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, I was gonna see who scored. It doesn't look like Sophia Smith scored, but hey, Zach, boys, I think it's Julie Ertz. Thank you for hanging out with us. I think it's Julie Ertz. Maybe. Uh, what's the next one, Chris? CJ, Chris, CJ, Chris, Chris, CJ. We're gonna have a Chris counter. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think like I I need like a shot every time I say that. Um, you know, I think yeah, we're gonna like, incorporate robot booping. In some of our takes, just because it sounds hilarious. Do I still hilarious. sound like a robot? So you're only going to sound like a robot during the live stream because you're uploading at the same time that we are broadcasting. So I think we're we are going to have to talk um, sometime I'm during the week. Hardwired in, brother. I don't know. No, what else. okay, but you're uploading to two different areas now. So that's it. Could be your internet is, is using too much bandwidth. And Lindsay Haran was the one that scored with the header. 
Hide that game. Let's go, USA. 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 Oh, and what's crazy is that was actually drop. the rematch of the final um, from a couple of years ago, too. So that was. Um, awesome. So we're going to end the stream there. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We'll we'll get the next one scheduled for next week. We're going to keep it at 830 of a start time. We were a little bit late. Uh, Boopin apologizes for that because everyone else was on time. Um, but I hope you guys had fun. Thank you guys for all the support. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. You can be positive, people. Bye-bye.